Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Mindful Manager Podcast. My name is Art Burns. I'm your host, and I'm here to talk about mindfulness and emotional intelligence and how these wonderful qualities can in- enhance the happiness and the, you know, just benefit our lives in so many different ways. And, you know, we talk about work here a lot as it's the Mindful Manager Podcast, but it goes way beyond work and in the way that these, uh, these wonderful, you know, thing- these wonderful qualities that we can cultivate in our lives can really, really benefit. Us. And, and most importantly, what I do here is in this podcast, I give you actionable practices that you can put into place, you know, without any prior experience, without any kind of special equipment or any kind of special, you know, mats or pillows or bells or chimes or anything at all. You just, you know, list every Wednesday, what I do is I give you uh, practice Wednesdays and I give you a downloadable file that's a guided meditation that you can literally just plug in your headphones and start the meditation. And so I pride myself on, on really sort of simplifying things so that everybody can get into this because you know one of the things that, that really kept me from from getting into meditation for a very very long time in my life was this sort of intimidation that I had um, you know over the fact that you know do I know how to sit right do I know how to do the breathing right you know am I doing it right how do I know if I'm doing right how do I, if I what if I'm doing it wrong like you know am I good enough am I part of this club you know these kind of things really run through I think a lot of people's heads when they're when they're con- contemplating getting into meditation and contemplation is kind of a um, uh, uh, sort of pun there because you know because all that meditation is is it's a contemplative practice and and really it's just about um, you know just about being alone with ourselves and and allowing ourselves to just stop doing for a little bit and become a human being in the real sense of the word in in that we just be right as opposed to what John Kabat-Zinn suggests is that we should be called um, human doings because we we do a lot more doing than we do being and so so yeah so that's what you know that's my goal here is to is to bring people um, this sort of uh, you know the the ability ability to, to get into this stuff because, you know, even on a, on a, you know, sort of, you know, secular, you know, it's not a Buddhist course that we're doing and it's not a, an extremely formal kind of meditation that I talk about. But but the practices that I talk about are attainable, and, and there are so many benefits that you can get out of it. So I hope that you're all getting that um, these benefits that I talk about, and I hope that you're able to do these practices. At the end of every podcast, I give you an invitation to get in touch with me in case there are any questions that you have or in case there's anything that you're not sure about or whatever, okay? And I'm going to do that again today. So um, today, however, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. I actually, um, I was just in inspired to do this uh this episode uh I was just on a, a call with um with my own coach and um and let me tell you something before I get into this that if you don't work with a coach um I really suggest it, you know, whether that's whether that coach is me or someone else that you find, you know, to 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 have a coach in your life is is just so beneficial. It gives you, you know, it it's like number one it adds a structure to your to your life, to your week, you know, every week you have this call with your coach and, and, and you, you know, you can sort of, you know, things start to revolve around that 
call, you know, that call that you have with your coach. And it really becomes like a, a foundation, an anchor for the rest of your life. And it's, you know, in your career. And it's really, really helpful. But beyond that, it's somebody who's holding you accountable. And, and that is enormously helpful. Okay. Whether, you know, whether you feel like you're struggling with something or don't feel like you're struggling with something, to have someone out there to whom you are accountable that, you know, that every week you talk about what you're doing and, and the kind of things that you're, you're, you know, working on. It's not about like, you know, being afraid, oh gosh, I didn't do the work this week. I I can't face my coach kind of thing. But it's just about someone who's going to, you know, it's more motivational than it is, you know, any kind of punitive kind of thing. And, and I really truly recommend it. Now, uh, as someone who coaches people for a living, you know, I obviously have a, a, a bias towards this, but, but I just, you know, sometimes I, I sit there and I, and I realize that, you know, that my own, you know, my receiving coaching is, is almost as powerful as the coaching that I give. And so, so I just wanted to start out by saying that. And, um, and, and this is a segue. And again, this is not like some sort of self-promotional thing. I, I'm not saying that you should hire me as a coach, but I'm saying that, that if you're, if you're ever interested in it, and, and again, I would be happy to talk to you about what coaching involves and, and, you know, and the kind of benefits that I've received of, out of having a coach, uh, whether you hire me or not. Okay. You know, again, that's part of what I do here in this podcast. All right. I'm here to help. I'm here to offer value. Um, and so, so while this is not a self-serving thing, the, the segue into this, uh, this podcast episode is that I, you know, I actually just got off the phone with my coach. I work with a coach who helps me with, with marketing, uh, specifically on LinkedIn, uh, and, and other, you know, uh, doing webinars and, and this kind of stuff. But, but again, you, you know, you hire a coach for one thing and you realize very quickly that, that the coach is helping you in so many other areas, which is really kind of the, the beautiful thing about it. And, uh, and so anyway, I had my call with my coach just a little while ago. It's every Tuesday um, at noon my time. And, uh, and it's just, you know, again, it's a time of my, of my week that I just look forward to every single week. Um, but, but, uh, but anyway, uh, the, the reason why I bring this up is because on the call today, um, we we're actually talking about somebody else who, um, you know, in, in my quest to sort of reach out to people, to, to find people who, can, who I can help with coaching, you know, in emotional intelligence and mind mindfulness and, and very much the kind of stuff that we talk about in this podcast. Um, you know, I've actually stumbled upon a guy who, who, uh, a gentleman out there who's, you know, part of my network. He, he definitely interacts with a lot of things that I, I kind of post on LinkedIn and, and all this. And, and, um, and it turns out that he's like, he's trying to find, you know, he's trying to find a job. He's been out of work for quite some time. And, um, and he's, and he's feeling like a lot of, you know, sort of, um, you know, negative emotions surrounding his, his job search, right? Like, like a lot of times, you know, you know, what happens is when you're looking for a job, you know, you're, you're, you know, you, you get into like this frustrated place, you know, because you keep, you know, you put your resume out there over and over and over again and, and without the results that you think you should be getting, you know, and, and over time, this has like a really dramatic effect on, on, you know, on your psyche, on your, your ability to remain confident and, and, and these negative emotions start coming in and, and for this one person it's it's an anger emotion right and um 
but it can also be a lot of other emotions. And, and one of the things, and so, so the reason I bring this up is that my coach actually happens to be a former um, uh, recruiting coach, right? So, so he's actually, he, he had a career for a long time as an executive recruiter for a recruiting agency. And, um, and then he, he did, uh, you know, career coaching and counseling uh, to help people to, you know, sort of, um, you know, get themselves into a place where they're going to get hired for jobs and, you know, work on their resume and, and work on the, the things that really get them to the point of, of getting a, a, a job. Right. And, um, and so it's, you know, but now he's not even doing that anymore. Now he's just a, a coach for coaches, you know? And so he's, he sort of transitioned his career and this is where he's at now. But it was really interesting because I was, I was sort of like picking his brain about this, this gentleman who's in my network, who seems to really be struggling very mightily with his job search. And, and so, and so my my coach laid on me some real gems of information, and so I wanted to uh, I wanted to share some of these with you, okay? Because um, because really, I mean, he just blew me away. We talked about it for maybe thirty minutes, and he just like blew me away with the knowledge that he gave me. Now, again, remember this is knowledge that's coming. This is information and knowledge that's coming from a bona fide, uh, you know, executive recruiter. Okay, so this is a guy who has literally looked at hundreds of thousands of resumes over the course of his career and and placed you know i i think he's placed I forget the number. At one point I saw one of his webinars, but it's like, it's like thousands of people that he's placed in positions, you know? And, um, and so some of this information that he gave me, I think is really, really going to be helpful to my audience here. And so again, I'm just sharing this for the sake of, of you all. Okay. And, and interestingly, and the way that it, it sort of wraps around and connects back to the mindfulness that we talk about here and the emotional intelligence that we talk about here is that, you know, I, I was talking to, I, you know, again, I asked him about this situation with this gentleman who I, you know, and this isn't even a guy who I'm, I'm working with, you know, on a, on a formal basis, but we have these conversations back and forth and, um, you know, and, and he's, you know, and it's, it's very clear that he's going through some, some kind of hard times. And the reason this came up, just so you understand, um, you know, the reason this came up is that uh, yesterday I, you know, when I got a message from, um, you know, the, the gentleman that I'm talking about, like replied to one of the messages that I put out there on LinkedIn about a practice that we've talked about here. It's the SBNRR, the Siberian North Railroad practice, right, which is to, to stop, breathe, notice, uh, reflect and respond, right? It's a way to handle, you know, your, your emotions as you're being triggered, right? To, so that you don't do something reactive and instead you, you give yourself, uh, yourself a little time to, to, you know, sort of, uh, cultivate a response as opposed to reaction. And so, and so during this, uh, conversation, this back and forth that I was having with this gentleman as he was, uh, he was, you know, replying to what I was talking about on my, uh, on a post that I made on LinkedIn, um, he actually, you know, he, he sent me a, a message saying that, you know, that, that he was, he was struggling with this, you know, anger that was coming from, um, you know, from the, the process of, of re applying to jobs and just the frustration and, and he's, you know, and so, so that's where this came from. And so what happened was I, I got this message and I forwarded it, or I just kind of not, not forwarded the message, but I sent a message to my coach saying, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with this guy and this is what he just said, um, you know, that he's dealing with 
this anger and frustration at trying to find a job and so on and so forth. And, and my, my motivation to do that was to say, hey, you know, my coach's name is Larry. Uh, hey, Larry, you know, would you like me to forward this man's information to you so that you could maybe work with him as a client? You know, that was my, my goal was to sort of pay it forward that way for both these people, right? Like connect two people who could really help each other. And, um, and his response was that, well, you know, I'm not doing that kind of work anymore. Like, I don't want to get any new clients as recruiting people, but let's talk about maybe how you can help him with this. And so that's how this whole thing came about. And he gave me, you know, again, I just spent about 30 minutes on the phone and he gave me some really, really amazing tips. And so I want to share these with you. But the the first thing that he said, okay, is that, um, and he was emphatic about this, okay? But what he said was, um, you know, a lot of people feel like when they're trying to get a job, you know, they feel like there's some kind of, you know, trick to it. They feel like there's some kind of, you know, process that they need to learn or some kind of method that they need to, to uh, you know, to master somehow in order to get a job, right? Like everybody thinks like it's some sort of secret, like whether it's the way your resume is written or or whether, um, you know, it's it's how you're writing a, a cover letter or your your you know introduction email to the person who's the hiring manager or this and that and and what Larry said is that actually it's 90% of of the success that people get in in finding a new position is mindset okay which you know w- which then brings it back to what we're talking about here in this in this uh podcast right that that our mindset has so much to do with our ability to be emotionally intelligent about what's going on with us and and the way this works especially when it comes to looking for a job is that you know the the more time that you spend looking for a job, the more times you submit your resume into a um, you know into to various job postings that you find online, the more times you try to do this and you're not getting success, right? You're not getting the callbacks. You're not you know you know connecting with the people who are making the decision about the the job posting uh, or the job availability. You know the more this happens, the more your your confidence starts to to shake right and and the more you start to feel like you know like you know he used the word imposter syndrome right you start feeling like oh my gosh I'm, I must not be as good as I thought I was I must you know this is all mindset you know and, and the and the thing that he the the term that he used here uh, which was really telling is that people wind up hiding behind their resume right like they they they're like you know they're kind of feeling so unconfident and and so you know so worried that they're not going to get it again and again and again that they actually just wind up sending the resume out a thousand times and just just banking on the fact that at one point it's gonna it's gonna hit you know and um and so and so what happens is like you know the the so so what happens is here is that you you start feeling this level of resentment you start feeling this this level of you know sometimes it's anger sometimes it's shame sometimes it's it's just general grief that you're feeling over this this prospect of of constantly putting yourself out there and constantly being turned down and and what happens is you know the the energy that you put into those emotions and and maybe it's the 
the energy that you're using to hide those emotions, you know, what they do is they dull your shine, right? So, so then, you know, because it's all about how you're showing up, right? And if you're showing up to a call with a potential, um, you know, a, a potential, uh, you know, hire a job, you know, whoever's filling the position, pardon me, the hiring manager is what the word I was looking for. But if you're, if you're constantly sort of um, showing up with that hiring manager as, as, you know, not excited, not inspired, not, you know, not optimistic, you know, all these different things, you know, then you're just reducing your chances over and over and over again, because you got to understand that this person on the other side of the desk, right? Like he or she is seeing, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of resumes and, and, and talking to dozens, if not scores of people about these positions. And so the, the people that spark the interest are the ones that wind up getting the job. And if you're showing up to these, these, uh, you know, interviews and, and, and your, you know, the, the tone of your cover letter, even, and everything that's coming across, you know, if it, if it's diminished in its excitement value and it's, you know, it's, it's not going to allure these people. It's not going to, you know, spark an interest with them, right? And so, and so that's why he says it's ninety percent mindset. Okay. Now, um, we have covered this here in the podcast before that, that, um, you know, there's a a psychologist by the name of Martin Seligman. Okay. Who did some, uh, a couple of really groundbreaking, uh, experiments and studies with the MetLife insurance agency. And, and he found through, through, through these, uh, experiments and studies that, um, he was able to show as he split uh, people into different groups of, of people who were scored higher on optimism and, and lower on capability, right? He was able to show that these people sold more insurance uh, policies by like 9% in the first year and 31% in the second year, right? And those were existing uh, insurance agents at the MetLife um, uh, insurance agency. And then he did another one where MetLife was having a hard time hiring, you know, new, you know, finding finding qualified insurance agents for their their uh, business. And so what he did was he had them hire people who scored a, a, a higher level of, of optimism and, and just below the cutoff on the other criteria of their job, you know, like the, the qualifications that they accept, right? And and it was found that those people who, who normally wouldn't have even got hired but were hired simply for this experiment because they had more optimism, they wound up uh, selling more um insurance policies by, I think it was 27% in the first year and 57% or something like that in the second year. 57% more policy sold just based on optimism, right? Optimism is a, is, is a product of an emotion that is, that is positive, right? It's, it's a positive mindset, right? And so, um, and so, so if, if you can get in touch with this level of, of, you know, of positive, you know, mindset, you're going to increase your chances of getting a job the same way those people, um, uh, you know, those, those folks increase their chances of selling insurance uh, insurance policies, right? And again, if you think about it, you know, a job interview is really the same as a sales call, right? All you're doing is you're selling yourself on the, you know, you're, you're selling yourself to this person. You're selling your assets to this person who has a need, right? It's the same as any other sale that you want to do. So Larry has this amazing uh, exercise that he has people do, um, the, you know, every day that he has these people do to, to try to 
to, you know, increase this level of, um, of, of mindset, right? Like this positive mindset. And he actually had me do it in the very beginning when we started working with each other. But, you know, I guess through my work, you know, it wasn't as necessary because, you know, I, I, you know, in, in my work, I, you know, my own personal development work, I, I, deal with, you know, I practice mindfulness all the time. And so, so my, you know, my level of, of positive mindset, I think is a little higher. I'm not saying that's a boast. I'm just saying that that's just something I work on a lot. And so, so therefore it was less applicable to me. But anyway, the, the practice that he has people do and, and the practice that he had me do in the very beginning was every day, Okay, every single day you want to sit down for, you know, whatever it takes, 10, 15 minutes, right? And write down what he calls 50 reasons why. Okay, so so you got to you got to finish that statement with the thing that's apply, applicable to you and your business, right? So, you know, for instance, 50 reasons why, you know, people should hire me. 50 reasons why I am a good blank at whatever it is you do, right? 50 reasons why, um, you know, I'm going to succeed in my, in my career, you know, and, and what happens is if you sit down every single day and you spend those, you know, 10 or 15 minutes, just, just writing out the things that, that are the, you know, the, the 50 reasons that, that you are, um, you know, that, that, that qualify you for whatever it is you're trying to do right now. Now, again, this is very much like a gratitude exercise exercise like I talk about with the gratitude journaling, right? Like in the beginning, it's going to be 50 reasons are going to be things like, you know, because of my bright personality, because I'm, I'm good at listening to people, because I'm, you know, this or that or the other thing. But as you go on, you're going to, as you, as you go through this process every single day, you're going to, to refine your own vision of what it is that you're good at, right? And, 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 and over that time, over those weeks and months of doing this practice, you're going to get more and more articulate at, at expressing what it is that, that makes you good and makes you, you know, sets you apart from the rest of the people out there, right? And, and the more you say it, the more you believe it, okay? And that's the key here, folks. Again, that's where we get into this mindset thing, right? That, that the more that we, we say it to ourselves, the more we start believing it. And the more we start believing it, that's when we get into a positive mind, mindset. We can develop a level of confidence that is unshakable, and, and then we have optimism, okay? And so that is, you know, it's not necessarily a mindfulness practice, which is why it's a little, you know, off topic here but but it certainly applies really well to to what you all might be going through as you look for new jobs in in your industries you know whether you're out of a job now or you're just looking to improve your job or you're even just looking for a new situation you know doing this exercise is going to and and the and like a lot of the practices that I do and that I tell my clients to do you know if you do this every day now before you're looking for a job then when you get to the point where you're looking for a job, you're going to be in a much better position to, to get that job. All right. So again, according to this man who is a, uh, a bona fide executive recruiter, okay. Somebody who has placed hundreds and hundreds of people over the course of his career. Okay. He says that it's 90% mindset. Okay. And 10% technique, right? So, so the 90% mindset, 
you know, is what you want to focus on. And, and to do that, you know, in addition to the, the mindfulness and the emotional intelligence practices that you and I talk about all the time, you know, doing this 50 reasons why every day. And I know that sounds like a lot, right? And it is, it is like you get through the first 20 and then it's like, oh my gosh, I got to keep going. Like, what is this? You know? And so, so if, it, if it's too much for you to spend that time doing 50, then, then start out with, with 20, do 20 for a couple of weeks. And then, and then you'll realize that you get better at it, get more comfortable, and you'll you'll find it easier to start growing that into more of a fifty uh, different things. Okay, so so that's again that's a wonderful um, practice for for how you know for how you can um, you can start to uh, start to develop this this confidence and this this optimism uh, with regards to. Um, to, to, to find, you know, to, to, to making yourself more appealing, right. And making yourself more attractive to a hiring manager. Okay. And so, um, now a few other things that he was talking about in terms of, um, of real, uh, techniques that, that you can use to, to really, you know, look for a new job. Um, you know, one of the things that he said, and, and this is like an old song, right? But it's networking. It is all networking. In fact, he said to me that, that most jobs, like by the time you see a job posted online, it's already too late, <laughs> you know, because they've already gotten three or four candidates through a networking, um, uh, you know, process, right? He, he actually talked about one, uh, one story where he had a, um, a, uh, uh, a person who was, who was in the military, right? And he had this person, um, search out other people who were in the military and, and he found somebody who had, had, had been in the military and was now in this position at a, at a, you know, in a, in the field that this person was looking to get into. He reached out to this person and said, and said, Hey, I served in this, you know, company and all this. And, you know, just kind of talked in some military, you know, sort of jargon and, and context. And, um, and it turned out that the guy was about to retire. And he's like, he's like, they know I'm retiring in six months, but, but nobody's, you know, we haven't posted a job yet because it's too soon. But if you're interested, send me your resume and I'll, I'll, I'll forward it on to the people with a good recommendation and we'll see what happens. And it turns out the guy got the job before they even listed it, right? And so, and according to my guy, Larry, who's the, this, again, a bona fide, you know, executive recruiter, that that kind of thing is, is like, you know, far more common than you might think, right? And then oftentimes that is exactly how people, uh, how people get positions, you know, before they're even listed. The, what he called, you get ahead of the curve, right? Because the thing you have to understand is that when you see a position listed on LinkedIn, right? And you just hit that apply button and you post your resume with a cover letter. You're one of thousands of people who are getting into that, right? And so picture the person on the other end of that, right? A, a human resources person. How many resumes do you think these people can really sort through, right? And, and how, you know, and at a certain point, like what, what stands out? And in fact, Larry was talking about even going to, you know, to a resume writer, which is never a bad idea, right? To have a good tight resume is a good thing, but, but even having the most beautiful resume, it means very little because a lot of times, you know, that even that gem of a resume is buried under thousands and thousands of other resumes and it really doesn't make a difference. So, so what Larry actually, um, uh, suggested 
is to, you know, the, the thing that you want to try to do is get yourself in front of the hiring manager. Okay. So, so what he talks about is, is, is find the job posting and then do some research, right? Like try to find who the hiring manager is. Now, a lot of times it might not be obvious, like, you know, they're not advertising like, Hey, this is the decision maker. Right. But if, but through LinkedIn, you know, you can kind of search, you know, that department of that company and you find the person with the highest title. There might be four or five five of them, reach out to all of them, right? Send them an email, um, you know, uh, you know, just, just reach out to, to say, Hey, I was looking for this job, blah, 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 you know, whatever it is that you're going to word it, but, but reach out to them directly because they're not the human resources person who's seeing thousands and thousands of, of resumes. Right. And on LinkedIn, everybody's email is right there for you. Okay. And now the thing is, and this gets back to the mindset is that most people won't do that because they're afraid and because they're they're burnt out from the whole process and they're just like okay it's not going to work I'm not going to bother I'm not going to waste my time right and so and again that's where the mindset comes in okay um, the other thing that he he uh, suggested is to um, is to reach out to as many people as you can so you can on on LinkedIn you can uh, search through um, you know what he suggested is is search alumni from your alma mater who work in the same industry or company that you're working at. So, so let's say you want to get a job at Google, right? And you went to the, the example that Larry used today was you went to the university of West Virginia, right? And so you, you can search on, um, on LinkedIn, you can put into the fields to search by, you know, Google being the company, uh, you know, you know, graduated, uh, university of West Virginia and, and live in this region, whatever, and search that and find people that way and reach out to them. Okay, just reach out with a, and the the reason why he said um, an alma mater is because you want to reach out to people with a similar interest, a common interest to you, right? So that you can, um, you know, if if you reach out to somebody, say, hey, I graduated uh, University of West Virginia in XYZ year, and I see you did too at a different year, you know, I I was hoping that I could get some, you know, just just talk to you for five, 10 minutes and, uh, and, and about whatever it is, right? And, and most of the time people will see that and be like, yeah, sure. I'll talk to this person. And then, and so Larry's talking about doing that twice a day, Monday through Friday for 30 days. Okay. If you think about doing that, that's 300 conversations you're having, right? And if you're, and if you have the positive mindset, those conversations are very easy to have. And if you can have all those conversations, then chances are you're going to just, you're going to stumble upon opportunities at that point, right? And I mean, that's just increasing your odds by, you know, hundredfold, right? And 300 fold, in fact. Um, and so, and, but here's the thing that Larry says, and this is something that he and I talk about all the time. And this is part of the reason why I'm giving this podcast every day is that you don't want to call saying, Hey, could you look at my resume? Could you recommend me for this job? Could you do this for me? Could, could I ask something of you? What you want to do is say, Hey, what can I do for you? Can I, you know, is there somebody in my network that you think could help you? Is there something that I could do to help you in any way? Okay, because what you want to do is you want to get to the point where when somebody sees you calling, they say, oh, I got to take this call because this is this person who who always, you know, wants to help me, right? As opposed to, oh gosh, here's that person again. They're going to ask me for something. I'm going to let it go to voicemail, right? So you see the difference? Um... What else? I just have all these different um, um, 
uh, notes. And, and so, um, you know, the other thing is like, you know, don't, don't limit yourself to just the people who might be hiring managers, you know, talk to secretaries in this business, talk to, you know, people, you know, you know, talk to everybody because you never know, like the, the secretary could ride home on the train every night with the senior vice president of the recruiting office. Right. And so, and so you never know that, you know, how these connections are going to happen. And that is the whole purpose of networking. Right. So, so I guess the bottom line of what I'm saying here is that this all kind of goes back to the old school idea that networking is what it's all about. So so anyway, I know that this is a little off topic. It's not the usual thing that I talk about, and I hope that it, it helps you. Um, if you have any questions about anything that I just said, uh, please reach out. I, I you know I scribbled a whole bunch of notes. But if you have a question that I can't answer, I could always ask him and, and we can help you together. All right. And again, Larry is all about helping. And, uh, and this is uh, a beautiful thing about him. And, and one of the things that I try to emulate as well. So, uh, if you would like to get in touch with me, uh, there's two very easy ways to do that. Number one is send me an email, just straight up art at artburnscoaching.com. Shoot me an email. I answer every single email that comes into that mailbox and I will answer yours and we can start the conversation that way. The other way to get in touch with me is to go to my website, artburnscoaching.com. Right there on the front page, my wonderful, amazing wife set this up so that there's this huge circle button there that says virtual cup of tea, click to schedule. You click that button, you get into my online calendar. My online calendar is is going to show you only the times that I'm available. So therefore, any time that you see on it that works for you, you click that, we're booked in. There's no no chance of rescheduling. It's it's solid, right? And then and then you put your email address in, I'll send you an email, we'll figure out how we're going to talk, either video or phone chat, and we'll get on a call together and we'll just start the conversation, okay? And uh and again, when it comes to this stuff, I'm really really serious. I want to help anybody. If there's anybody out there listening to me who's been struggling to find a job, I promise you that it is it is 90% mindset 10% technique okay and i can certainly help you with any of the mindset stuff and and any of the technique stuff that i can't already help you with i can find out for you and i would be more than happy to do that for you okay free of charge okay there's no obligations here okay if during the conversation we you know you realize that wow i want more of this art guy i got to talk to him more often then we can talk about hiring me and that's and that's fine and maybe that works maybe it doesn't but this is not the point of getting you on the call with me okay the point is just to help you okay? Okay. And so I just, I, I can't express enough the sincerity that I feel over that, uh, concept because this is all about, this is the same reason why I come here and I spend, you know, 30 to 60 minutes a day, you know, doing this podcast because I want to help people like you. Okay. So anyway, um, with that, I'm going to say goodbye and I'm going to tell you, thank you for listening. And I'm going to tell you, um, that I wish you well. All right. And I hope I hear from you. I really do. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you later. Have a great day. Bye-bye.